Hi, welcome back to Musings of a Nerd Scorpio, and it has been a hot minute, but I am still relatively active on social media, and I've been uploading videos to my TikTok and YouTube at the Nerd Scorpio. And I've been streaming Stray and TMNT Shredder's Revenge, and I have to say I don't want to finish these games right now because I'm having so much fun playing them. But because I've been busy on other platforms and working on my art, there is so much to talk about. This episode is going to be a little different because it is focusing on the business aspect of some of my favorite media. I briefly talked about this on another podcast called Jobology, but I also talked about it on my TMNT episode. I am also super excited to state officially that I am merging with them as a collaborative group where we basically support one another. I am not changing any of my baseline websites and pages. Everything stays the same. I just get support from a beloved family friend, and at this point, I'm glad they have welcomed me with open arms. So check out all his media links on properrumpusmedia.com. That is properrumpusmedia.com, and it is a collaboration of all of his friends and family. Um, and you'll find links to my things on there as well. Have fun listening. So let's talk about HBO Go and their tax write-offs. So HBO just axed a bunch of different animated shows, stopped pre-production of others, and took down about 200 episodes of Sesame Street because of their merger with Discovery. First off, Things like this is why I will always buy tangible copies of shows and movies. I mean, you can literally stream all of the redub of Sailor Moon on Hulu right now, but I still own all the boxes before they were even able to stream because I just don't trust streaming services completely. We all knew right before this that Batgirl was cut when it was about to be finished. And I, for one, will be honest, I'm pretty upset about it, especially when the excuse was, oh, it's not profitable by the new CEO. If it's not profitable on in theaters, just put it on a streaming platform. You did not have to put it in theaters. And second off, why? So what do tax write-offs mean for a show that were not in pre-production that certainly had seasons? Well, here's the thing. This is a reduction of taxable income as a recognition of certain expenses required to produce the income, meaning anything and everything having to do with these titles are gone. All merch, DVDs will be put out of print if they had DVDs in the first place. If they didn't, they will be reproduced. And this includes all music and stopping streaming services from picking up those set titles. So one of my favorites, which is... Infinity Train, amazing show with amazing themes, and it was one of the number one streaming shows on HBO Go actually had their music being streamed on Spotify and on YouTube. Now it's nowhere to be found. Episodes cannot be uploaded on YouTube due to monetization. I will say I haven't checked in a few days after this had happened, and as I'm recording this, I am recording this late, so I have not checked right now. So actually, I'm going to check right now. I'm going to pause. Looks like you can buy season one of Infinity Train on YouTube and the music is on there. So maybe I was wrong, but it still doesn't look good, especially for the things in pre-production. This also includes Young Justice. I, uh, I, I believe Young Justice was canceled as well. And I don't see that anywhere. Canceled again. <laughs> I also do see that Young Justice Season 1 is on YouTube. I'm not sure. It says Season 2 and 3 are available too, but I'm not sure how long they'll be available. So if you want to watch those, if you want to binge those, if you want to stream those, and what have you, go to YouTube right now. Because they might not be there by the end of the month, by the end of the year, who knows. But why bring this up? 
Actually, I'm tired of animation getting axed. Even Netflix dropped a bunch of animated shows from pre-production earlier this year. But to be honest, with the rise of heavily mature animated shows on Amazon, specifically Invincible, Diabolical, which is a boys spinoff, Vox Machina, and hopefully more to come, why, still to this day, does animation get treated like it's second to other live action shows? Why is it brought up in conversation is... It's just kid stuff. And being a comic book fan and a manga fan, I've heard this my whole life. Why do you do that? Why do you draw this? And I'll keep this simple. There's just some things you can't do or doesn't adapt well in live action. Every live action show based on anime is literally proof of that. Animation is magical. It can deal with deep thoughts and revelations. It can tell stories in just subtlety and color. Into the Spider-Verse is a good example of this. And yet we keep hearing things like it's not profitable or the toys aren't selling, which is why Samurai Jack Skendi Travosky left Cartoon Network in the first place, took a break from doing TV after such a long time when they axed his show, Symbiotic Titan. And please check out Primal on HBO Go while it's still available. It's not for a general audience, though. In reality, these companies aren't making toys or products to begin with. In the 80s and 90s, almost every animated show or blockbuster movie was to sell toys. Star Wars, Dino Riders, Power Rangers, Transformers, She-Ra, He-Man, My Little Pony. Any show you can think of literally started as... Can you create a profitable toy from this show? Or can you make a show from this toy? And went hand in hand. A really good show that delves into this is The Toys That Made Us on Netflix. I've actually heard on the other end of this argument is that kids don't play with toys. And that's way skewed. Common misconception. Yes, we have video game consoles and tablets, but my two-year-old will still pick up a toy and play with it rather than a flat tech. She loves trains, action figures, cars, stuffed animals, so kids still love toys, and I'm an adult collector. I literally just bought a big figure myself, so the consumers are there, but to be honest, these bigwigs, they just don't see animation as a constructive platform. We saw how animation was treated in the last award show, and please, if you are able to watch the animated movie, Flea, it is such a compelling and heartfelt story to watch. Mitchell vs. Machines, most of the team that worked on the Spider-Verse worked on this film, and you can tell with the style and the tone of the film. And overall, it's just a fun watch. It's amazingly quirky. It still has those moments that make you think and reflect, especially if you have to live with teenagers. Some other highlighted animated movies I'd like to drop are The Summit of the Gods is a 2021 French-language animated film based on the Japanese manga series by... Jiro Tanaguchi. The story unfolds with a photojournalist obsessed with the quest for truth about the first expedition to Mount Everest and leads him on a search for an esteemed climber who went missing. 2007 Persepolis is an autobiographical drama film based on the creator's graphic novel of the same name. So definitely pick that up if you want to read or watch. The Breadwinner 2017, which is such a powerful film. I can't even begin to explain the depths of it. Please watch this film. Another one that really got to me was The Red Eyes Cat. It's a 2011 animated film also based on a graphic novel. Loving Vincent, which is a phenomenal film about the life of Vincent van Gogh. The scenes in the film are done in different styles of media, to painting, to charcoal, to pencil. It's beautiful. And there are so many others out there. Netflix literally just released a new film. Actually, I think it's a miniseries. I have not been able to watch it yet, but it is called Intergalactic. And 
It's it looks to be inspired kind of like uh, Into the Spider-Verse. It's amazing. It's amazingly colorful. There's a bunch of great camera angles, action shots, even though it's just a love story. It's a phenomenal love story. So please watch that. And I'm going to get to watch it very soon. Kid Cudi actually released a statement saying, I've been waiting three long years for all of you to see what I've been working on all this time. My greatest achievement. <sighs> so wonderful. And these uh, these statements I am getting from a website called The Vibe. The Vibe Movies and TV. I'm not sure how viable they are, but I know this show is already out. So he goes on to continue, this project will move you, it will take your heart places, and it will make you fall in love again. And I am so proud of every single person involved who helped bring my vision to life from the animators, but more specifically, Fletch Moles to the voice actors, my beautiful team at Netflix, the mega awesome cool guy, Mike Moon, and the ever so lovely, sweet Elizabeth Porter. Everyone showed up with their A-game and delivered I love you all. Yes. Yes, this is what I mean when I say animation is so important to me, because it's not only important to me, it's important to other creators, just everyone involved. Kid Cudi said it right. I love you all. All of these films mentioned are very adult with adult themes. As someone who once wanted to get into animation, animation is for everyone young and old and should be represented and respected. To have these shows and movies ripped away from not only you, but to the world you wanted to share it with. I mean, this is why Image Comics was basically created, because comic artists that were working on DC and Marvel were tired of getting their original work stolen and not getting the proper pay, recognition, and treatment they deserved. To this day, Bill figure the other creator of batman has only received formal credit starting in 2015 with the show gotham if you want to know more about that and are as crazy invested in batman as i am please watch the documentary batman and bill which you can stream on hulu or purchase the dvd i know i'm getting off track but everything goes hand in hand with each other artists that specifically work on animation and comics aren't only underpaid and overworked but have consistently been mocked or put down by literally other adults that spend their time consuming marvel properties on the daily now more so than ever and we're always the first to get cut or scoffed at. I can't count how many times people have told me, why don't you sell some paintings, sell modern art, because that's not what I do. I write stories and I place them in picture format. Does that mean I can't write it in book format or put them in paintings? No, I can write everything down in novel format if I wanted to. I just choose not to because I want to try to capture the character in movement. I want to try to relay what I see to my audience. And to be honest, I just don't have the budget or ambition to direct or produce films. So I draw them instead. I draw all my scenes. If I draw all my scenes, I don't have to worry what the camera can catch, what my actor can convey, because I place that actor any way I want and skew the camera without adding lenses to do it myself, because I want to. That's what these other creators and artists can do, and far better than I can, because this is a medium that they want to be in, and how they want their audience to relate to those said characters or world. Every artist I know, and this includes sculptors, paintings, woodcrafting, everything and anything they choose this aspect or their craft, because this is how they see the world and they want to share their experience and interpretation to make the world a little brighter, to tell a story, 
to bring attention to social issues or even to make a bedroom feel more complete. They choose their art and I've chosen mine. It may change in the future, yes, and very easily it could, but that doesn't mean I won't shut away how animation is treated here in the U.S. specifically. Let's do better. And if you're listening out there, look for new types of animated media. That's not just Pixar or Studio Ghibli. Check out some of the movies I mentioned above or shows. This was actually more of a rant than an episode, but I just really, really want to get this information out because it feels like people just don't understand how much work goes into something that's 2D or something that's even 3D. They just don't realize it. And I just want to expand someone's knowledge of it. Maybe have their eyes open a little bit more. If your kids are only reading comic books and not books and you're worried they're not reading they're still reading that's insane to think they're not that's a book that they're reading i'm not saying you should parent that way i'm just saying it's a different type of media to everyone that's listening i hope you had a good time listening to this rant and listening to the information and i hope you found some new movies to watch this has been the nerd scorpio signing off talk to you soon bye